Welcome to Leveling the Playing Field, the podcast where we break down the delusions, fallacies, and misunderstandings about markets, investing, and risk. I'm your host, Ken Goldberg, and I've spent the last four decades immersed in the world of finance and investments, from big Wall Street firms to the Chicago trading floor. I founded and sold three hedge funds, won the World Cup trading championship, and my insights have been highly sought after as the most read outside contributor at thestreet.com. In this podcast, it's just you and me deep diving into the topics that most investors just don't understand. I'll be sharing my experiences, observations, and strategies to help you level the playing field and make more informed decisions. So let's go. Today, I'm going to show you how you can tell when it's time to leave the stock market. I'd like everyone to scroll down or look down to the chart, which is coming up right now. And today's episode is titled, When It Looks Like a Duck and Sounds Like a Duck, Everybody Better Duck. And here's why. When the crowd of people, when, when what's known as the herd, gets too invested in one particular outcome, we tend to express our fears in a certain way. And we express our fears in a way that can be trackable. So right now, everyone you know, including yourself, is massively invested in the stock market and massively invested in Airbnb houses or second homes or short-term, medium-term rentals or co-living concepts. There's a million of them. Everyone's got a Facebook masterclass right now about how you can make more money using your money or borrowing other people's money that you don't have yourself. So take a look at this chart. This is a chart of Google searches about soft landings. Now, why, if everything is going so well, would a lot of people be searching Google for what is a soft landing? I hear about a soft landing. Why do I want a soft landing? How can I tell it's a soft landing? Because a soft landing means the Fed is not going to take massive action. And if the Fed doesn't take massive action, the markets are going to be okay. And if the markets are okay, then our wealth is going to kind of stay about the same. Turns out, though, as this chart shows, that when Google searches exceed a certain number, a certain extreme, in this case, you can see on the left-hand side, in 2008, which was the high of highs for people searching for the term soft landing, the market was fully valued, right? This was the peak of 2007 into early 2008, and everybody was manic and euphoric about borrowing money they didn't have to buy houses they couldn't afford, whatever, and taking massive margin loans on their stock portfolio. Bitcoin wasn't a thing, so they couldn't, well, it was about to be a thing, but it wasn't a thing yet. They couldn't bet on that. So all their leverage and exuberance was dedicated towards stocks and houses. Look at the number of Google searches back then about soft landing. Never before until 2008 had, in this case, on a relevant scale, 
90 been approached. I don't know what the 90 scale is, but it never it had never been there before. So let's say for practical purposes, 90 is a place that as we can see from that red arrow, led to a stock market crash of 54% in the Dow, 58% in the S&P, and 55% in the NASDAQ. Everybody was manic, things were great. Why did the market turn down? Because so many people were so invested with borrowed money that they needed the soft landing. They couldn't sit through the typical market cycle, the typical cleansing, the recessionary cleansing effect that comes every once in a while. So they were hoping and betting and praying that the soft landing would arrive and so much so that they got this number of searches about soft landings to a high never been seen. And what can we tell from this chart? When you're that desirous, when you're that in need of a soft landing to save yourself from things you shouldn't have been doing, it's time to learn a lesson. What's the lesson? Market crash. Well, as you can see from that point on, there weren't very many Google searches of the concept of soft landing. Why is that? Well, the Fed, in order to bail out that massive recession, the great financial crisis, had to absolutely jam interest rates lower, wipe out interest rates so that they could get us to come out of our houses and buy stuff. And they made money cheap and they made money free and the stock market exploded higher. Until we get to the COVID era, until we get to the 2023 post-COVID extreme, when everyone is now so leveraged in things we bought from 2018 to 2021, which by the way was when interest rates were essentially zero, we were taking this cheap money thinking, hey, it's cheap, I might as well use it because I'm so smart, I know what to do with it. What did we do? We bought stuff we couldn't afford into things we didn't really know how to manage and weren't able to get out of it. So why all of a sudden is there a new all-time high in the soft landing searches on Google, which by the way, this only goes back to October, November, which means there's probably even a higher number. It's because again, we're stuck in this environment of abundance. We feel so safe and we feel so good about our portfolios and our wealth and our second and third houses. Everything is going so great, but we can't afford to have another great financial crisis. So we're searching this term called soft landing so that we can understand kind of when we should sell, thinking that we could possibly do that correct. It doesn't really matter because by definition, we can't do it. And by definition, this new all-time high, as you can see from this chart, in Google searches for the concept of soft landing has never been higher. It's double topping. And the red dashed line is what history tells us we should expect to come soon, not just a 50% crash in the most well-known stock indices, Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ, but maybe even a bigger crash. Why? Because look at, there's a bigger extreme. There's even more people so leveraged and so out there on the limb, so tight that they can't afford to have the normal business cycle take the economy through this cleansing period. So here we are right at the edge 
Now, what's going to happen is this black line I'll show you here is going to come back down through that block box. It's going to join the red dashed line and it's going to start falling. And when it does that, that will confirm that the party is over. The problem is, is it's hard to get this data and you won't know that's happening until it's too late. You will be stuck in assets you can't sell. For instance, if you're in certain parts of the country, whether you're in residential or commercial or multiple family housing, you're finding out that the prices are falling, except for a few markets, a few very hot residential real estate markets, commercial real estate is crashing. San Francisco has a 35% vacancy rate. The national average of vacancy rate in commercial buildings is now something like 13%. Hasn't been seen in decades. So it's about to be too late. Remember, this is Google searches on the term soft landing. Let's take a look at something else. This next chart is soft landing mentions in company filings, transcripts, and presentations. So when companies or analysts or people are out there talking about the economy and what to expect, there's rarely been, only one time ever, has there been more mentions of the concept of a soft landing. The previous chart showed Google searches. This is now showing mentions by professionals who mention things about the economy. Only in 1999 and 2000 did we see a greater number of mentions about the soft landing. Greater, in fact, now than in the 2007-2008 peak before the great financial crisis. It turns out that when the number of mentions averages about 1,000, you can see I've drawn a yellow line right out the 1,000 level because the 1,000 level was the top in 2007. But in 2000, the 1,000 level got blown back through to the upside, came down, held the 1,000, rallied again, failed, and then crashed down through 1,000. So the 1,000 level is important, not because I care that it is. The data shows that it is. And here we are as of September 30th of 2023, as of four months ago, the number of mentions has blown up through a thousand. I've drawn the red oval here, just like I've drawn the red oval on the left in the 2007, 2000, sorry, in the 1999 to 2000 area. Look what happened. It went straight up higher, crashed down low, and then that took the markets into the toilet. Again, this is four month old data. So there's a very good chance that the number of mentions is not currently the September high around 1200. It's more likely that it's 1400, maybe 1500, maybe a new all-time high. We won't know because the data lags by at least three months. So sometime in, in March or April or May, we'll find out what the exact peak is of the number of mentions. The problem is it won't matter because the peak will have come and gone and it will have turned down. And if it, when it crosses below this yellow 1000 marker, the stock indices will be in free fall. It's a warning sign, and we need to take heed at the warning. Why else is it important? Well, I'm going to tell you. Yesterday, not three months ago in September, not two months ago in October, but yesterday, Reuters reported that the delinquency rates on U.S. credit cards and U.S. auto loans have risen to the highest since the great financial crisis. Let's look in the middle of this chart. 
The great financial crisis was this gray box. These gray boxes to the left are the recessions. That was the great recession post bubble burst from 2000 to 2002. This is middle gray box is the great financial crisis recession and market crash of S&P 50%. Notice the number 50% crash from 20 to 20 from 2000 to 2002, 50% crash from 2008 to 2009. Here we are in the same setup with the greatest amount of US credit card and auto loans delinquent since 2007 and the question, the only question is not if the S&P is going to crash, but if it's going to crash just the average of 50% or if it's going to crash worse. What's the big deal? Why is this happening? Let's look at chart three. As of February 1st, the U.S. has a record 17.5 trillion in household debt. That's about half the U.S. national debt. The U.S. national debt, 34 trillion. The U.S. household debt, 17 and a half trillion, a record. What else? Number two, record 12.3 trillion in mortgages. Never ever in history have U.S. home buyers had more mortgage debt than they have now. What about number three? 1.6 trillion in auto loans. Now remember auto loans from the from the Reuters report I just quoted, the highest number of delinquency in auto loans. So look, we have a 1.6 trillion in auto loans and never ever in history have more loans been delinquent than they are right now. The biggest number of dollar loans in auto loans and the highest number of delinquent auto loans. That's not good. Let's look at number four. 1.6 trillion dollars in student loans. So we have mortgages, auto loans, and student loans. How much debt can a family pay for? Let's take a look. Number five, there it is, $1.1 trillion in credit card loans. Credit card loans, auto loans, the highest delinquency rate since 2007, 2008, 2009. Unbelievable. Consumers are fighting inflation by borrowing money they don't have. They're paying their their debts by borrowing money from their credit cards and pulling money out of their houses, which are inflated anyway. What's the result? Bad, pain, suffering, cleansing. Cleansing is coming. So my friends, use these historical data points. Use these canaries in the coal mine. Use these harbingers of economic recession, which means cleansing to take action in your portfolios, raise cash, use sell stops, be careful, stop buying, start selling. If you need help in how to do it and how to determine what is good and what is bad, call us, 640-CALL-DSE. We got you. wraps it up for this episode. Hey, I really wanted to thank everyone for honoring us and taking the time to listen to our show. There's, of course, tens of thousands of podcasts out there now, and we're grateful that you find the time to come back and listen to ours. Just know that we got you.